the disciples said when he said, will you also go away? They said, to whom would we go? What else do we have but Jesus? And I want to tell everybody here, when you find that He's all that you have, you'll find He's all that you need. Everything I need, I find it in Jesus. Everything I need, I find it in Jesus. Woo! My. The Holy Ghost is in the house, and if you need help, you came to the right place. The healer's here. The God of salvation, deliverance, strengthen, uplift, encourage today, Lord. If you have your Bible, the book of Matthew, the first of the Gospels, we'll read from the 11th chapter. This will be all in red letters if you have a red letter King James Version, meaning that these are words that Christ Himself spoke. And He says, Come unto me, All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How many of you know we're celebrating Labor Day? How many of you know you get a day off tomorrow because it's Labor Day? You know what? You ought to rest. You ought to take the day and enjoy the day and rest. If you work... 9 to 5, 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday, and you labor and labor and labor. You ought to take tomorrow off, sleep in, eat you a good meal, have yourself. How many of you think that sounds like a good idea? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, saith the Lord. For I, the Lord, am meek and lowly in heart, and ye, he's talking to you, ye means me, ye shall find rest unto your souls. My soul needs rest. For my yoke is easy, saith the Lord, and my burden is light. I'm going to preach for just the next few moments from this thought. Finding rest for your soul. Finding rest for your soul. Because y'all look so nice. What a great looking group that we have here on this Sunday. But I know that beneath the smile, you're burdened. You're heavy laden. There's hell happening. There's difficulty that you're dealing with. There's circumstance and situation that's surrounding you. And you can't see that those that are with you are more than those that are against you. But today, I'm going to preach finding rest for your soul. If you want that, why don't you ask Him for it? God, I thank You for the privilege of Your presence and pray that today, Lord, that You would show us through Your Scriptures that there is a way. There's a way today that we can find rest for our souls. I pray that each person in this place that really wants it, God, that they have a desire. They're desperate. They're burdened. They're heavy laden. They're The cares of life have consumed them. I pray that somehow your spirit would speak through the scriptures and to our heart and that we would respond and receive and we will give you praise for it. Somebody help me do that right now. Give him praise. Come on, go ahead and give him praise like you already found the rest that you want, the rest that you need. I find in Jesus everything that I need.
You may be seated. Come unto me, says the Lord. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. How many of you know that the world is a pressure cooker? Does anybody understand what I'm talking about right here? This world's not getting better, brother. No, it's getting worse. How many of you are familiar with the word stress? Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's starting to stress me out that more people didn't raise their hand. Where are you? Pressure. Stress. Doesn't matter how much money you make, you need to make more money. Can I get a witness? Doesn't matter how much you work, you got to work more. I've talked to people that have told me they have two jobs and three jobs and they're trying to, trying to make a living. Anybody ever heard of make a living? How many of you know it's harder and harder to make a living than it's ever been? It's Labor Day. We're supposed to be talking about what we can do to rest from the weariness in body and mind. How many of you can identify with what I'm talking about? There are some times that your body is more tired than your mind. And then there are times that your mind is more tired than your body. There have been times, not very many times, that I have awakened after a full eight hours sleep and my body is rested. But my mind is restless. There's nothing worse than having circumstance and situation that weighs on your mind. I mean, things that happen and it consumes your mind. You have the cares of life. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say the cares of life? They weight you down. There are times that you walk into this sanctuary, perhaps as you have today, and when greeted, you smile. Shake their hand. They say, how you doing? You say, great. And you know it's not true. Because the cares of life are weighting you down. How many of you know that we're not alone? It's not just people that go to church that deal with what I'm talking about. Do you know there are many people that aren't here today that tried to find rest over the weekend? They're going to continue to do that. They're going to look for it in a bottle. They're going to look for it in something that they put to their lips and try to, from taking that in, find rest for their soul. They won't find it there. How many of you, not real proud, but you've tried this and you've tried that and you've gone here and you've gone there and you haven't found rest for your soul? Finding rest for your soul is not something that is easily attained. I don't want you to think that you just show up, sit down on Sunday, cross your, eye, cross your arms and sit there and say, come on preacher, give me what you got. I need some rest today. Because guess what? You ain't getting it like that. Finding rest for your soul requires what he started his saying with. Come unto me. Come unto me, 
all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here's what I want somebody to understand. We aren't going to find it out there. When he says, come unto me, he's talking about you've got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for he is good. You want to find rest? I'll tell you where to find rest. There was Jesus. There was Jesus. Let's make it a trio. What do you think? Maybe not. All right. Find rest. Find rest for your soul by knowing where to go. When my car has trouble, I don't take it to the doctor. When I'm not feeling well, I don't go down to the technician that works on my car and say, you know, my stomach's hurting a little bit. What do you think? He's going to look at me like, what are you thinking? Asking me what to do for you about that. You need an oil change, bring it to me. You need work on your body, go to the doctor. I think too often that people have this misunderstanding that they can go places that don't have the ability to give them what they're looking for and still find it there. That's why we live in a world that is so mixed up, so messed up, and there are people on a daily basis that are just ending it all. You see, it gets real quiet when we start talking about it. But it's happening. It's happening to people that you'd never dream it would. How could that happen? They look like they had it all because they had money. They had fame. They had wealth. And you'd think, why? What what happened to that person that had money, wealth, fame? It it seemed like you'd be like, I'd like to have everything they have. I want you to understand something. There are things that you need that you can't find anywhere else besides the house of God and with the relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important. Anytime these doors are open, you need to say, there was Jesus. In the morning, in the evening... On Wednesday, on Tuesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. Did did I need to go over the announcements again? There was Jesus. Jesus is what you need. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I, he said I. I will give you rest. I mean, I just feel... Just to say that word. How many of you know, we had a great lesson from First Lady today. How many of you enjoyed that lesson we had with First That was great. The power of life and death is in the tongue. And how many of you, you said those words with me because pastor asked you to. I am sorry I was wrong. That just feels good to be able to say that, you know. How many of you know when you just hear the word rest? I, I would love. How many of you, the way, this, I'm just telling you the way I'm feeling. I would love to just like lay down right here and just go sound asleep for the next eight hours. I would, that would be like, give it to me. I can't tell you the last time I laid down and slept eight hours straight. Because I'm finding the older you get, no offense elders, but the older you get, you can't sleep eight hours straight. I don't even drink coffee. I try to quit drinking at night because I don't want to have to get up three times in the middle of the night, if you understand what I'm saying. Rest is something that is so needed and necessary, and yet we can't seem to find it anywhere. 
We try this, we try that. How many of you know what a sound machine is? Anybody know what a sound machine is? I have a sound machine and what I, I sleep to rain every night, okay? So whenever I go to bed, I push this little button and it just starts raining. The sound is raining. You know why? You know why I do that? Because I want that sound to block out everything else that is around me because I don't know how it is at your house, but people don't go to bed the same time I go to bed. I'm stressed just thinking about this. I need to get this. So Brother Clyde, I play that sound machine and I turn that fan on and I get all these sounds. I'm trying to block out the noise. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to block out the noise because I need rest. I don't know how you feel, but when I walk in here on Sunday, there's just something about the sound of an abundance of rain. And somehow, for just a few hours, I can get to the house of God and it can block out all the noise, all the stuff that's screaming at me out there in this world. I thank God for the sound. I thank God for our worship team. I thank God for our musicians. I love our praise singer. Give me something to shout about. Give me something to worship God about. I want to block out all the noise. I got to deal with hell the rest of the week. But if I can just get into his presence, I want to get into his presence where I can find rest. Somebody say rest. And I will give you rest. Take, verse 29, take my yoke upon you. You want to know why we're weary? Want to know why we're heavy laden? Because we don't have his yoke. We're submitted to everything but him. Now I'm looking for a few of you that are still in my amen corner, but this ain't easy for the flesh to say amen. We are submitted to everything but him. Your boss expects you To be at work and to be on time. Can I get an amen? Amen. And you know what? You're at work and you're on time. Because you know if you ain't. Jim was just talking to me about this. Yesterday we were talking about he. He's the kind of guy that you want to work for. He's telling me he's early and stays late. and He just asks for the same pay. I'm like, my God, where are people like you? You know why you're there? And you're on time because you expect at the end of the week to get you a little check so you can put it in your bank account so you can do what you want to do to find rest for your soul. So we're submitted to our earthly expectations. But then our spiritual disciplines, because we have such a loving and grace-filled father, we're not as submitted to that. Maybe... Consider the things that pastor, don't get offended at pastor, but consider the things that pastor's talking to you about and understand that maybe that's why we're so stressed. Now, don't think that I'm just preaching to you. I'm preaching to me too. There are things that if we could just give it to God and be submitted to his expectation and yoke, he says that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. I found this. Young people, let me talk to you. I found that the harder you live for God, the easier it is. And the easier you live, not just young, everybody, the easier you live for God, the more difficult it becomes. If you're somebody that's, you're just, 
I just want to meet the minimums. Pastor, tell me the least I can do to slide into heaven, and that's the route I want to take. Probably not going to make it. And I was doing so good when I was preaching early, getting all fired up, and now I got people looking at me like, you're the only thing standing between me and my roast beef sandwich today. I don't know what to do, but I want to help you find rest for your soul. Y'all just want to listen to me as I kind of have a little self-help therapy and talk my way through this. And if it applies to you, God bless you. If not, then just no pastor needs to know what to do to find rest. My wife gets frustrated at me because it's like, go, 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 go. If I'm sitting there for a little bit, I'm like, there's so many things that need to be done. So many places I need to go. So many people I need to see. Yada, 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 yada. Go, 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 go. And, and then, then when I'm like, man, babe, I'm wore out. I don't know what's going on. Well, hmm, I don't know what's going on. Why? You know, just... Go, 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 go. You know, I mean, elders sitting there looking at me so judged. I've seen people that say they retired. They don't retire. They just find something else to do. Busy people stay busy. They do what they do. It's just, it's just something about, I, I, I think what it is is that we don't know how to rest. You know why? Here's what I'm starting to understand. The reason we don't know why is we go to the wrong places to try to find it. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, I'm into this Bible study. For those of you that aren't here on Wednesday nights, I'm into this Bible study where I'm talking about how the psalmist said, show, lead, teach. I believe this, that you can't teach someone something that you're, willing, you're not willing to show them and lead them. I haven't seen an example where someone can teach something that they're not willing to show and lead. So what we need to do is there's a world out there, people that you're going to come in contact with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when you go back to work, you're going to come in contact with people that need rest. And you can't tell them, you can't teach them until you show them and lead them. And the best way to do that is take his yoke upon you Learn of him. He's meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for your souls. Finding rest for your souls. How do we do it? We go to him. We learn of him. We take his yoke. And we find rest for our souls. For my burden, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It seems like it seems like that when we give everything to God, I, I love people that are completely sold out to God. I love people that are, that are so committed to what God wants that they say, I know that it looks good. I know that this seems to be the right way, but the only way I know is to go His way. It's His way that is easy and light. And they follow after Him. They follow after Christ. The old weeping prophet, Jeremiah, Jeremiah in the 6th chapter and the 14th verse tells the tale of what I believe is applicable to the world that we're living in today. So I'm not going to preach much longer. It's 12, 11, and we'll, we'll be done here in the next 5 or 10 minutes. But just, just stay with me, and then you can go home and take a nap, okay? That'd be great. Just get, get you some rest today. That'd be wonderful. I'm planning on doing it. I hope I can. I'm going to turn that sound machine up so loud, blare that fan, and tell everybody in there, quit.
talking so quit being so loud. I want They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, sarcastically saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. How many of you know the world that we live in is a volatile world? I don't think we really realize how close we are to catastrophe. I'm not trying to scare you or strike fear into your heart, but we are that close to everything changing. You say, I don't know about that, Pastor. I want to remind you about a couple years ago, whenever I was preaching to empty benches, I never dreamed that could happen. But it did. And I mean, it happened like that. We were here, and then you were gone. And we were locked into our little houses. We were smitten with fear. I'm not making fun of you. I was like, I was, I was like fearful as well. I'm like, my God, so if I come in contact with somebody, I'm going to die. That's how bad it was. Does anybody, have you all so quickly forgotten how horrible it was two years ago? I mean, bam, just like that. It happened, it happened like that, Amos. And if we think that we can just sit here and everything's a-okay and not understand how close we are to catastrophe happening just like that. You know, there are things that are going on with world leaders. I don't care what party you belong to. There's no party that's saving God's people. I just want to, I'm sorry, I just, just got to be straight out honest with you all. If you think you're going to find what you need by some go-to guy that's going to be the leader and have all the answers, I'm sorry, friend, you are sadly mistaken. There is only one place that you can go to find the rest for your soul that you need, and that is to Jesus, who is your Savior, who is your help. That's why we have the God intervention that we have. And I said, may His favor be upon you and your family and a thousand generations because I know without it you don't have hope. You need to find rest for your soul. You need to find hope in the middle of this hell that's happening. You need to find peace, peace. When there is no peace, you can find peace in the peace speaker. Slightly saying peace, peace. When They can cry peace all they want. There is no peace to be had. Next verse, please. Were they ashamed? When they had committed abomination, nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, hear what I'm telling you. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. I want everybody to understand what I'm talking to you about right now. I want you to get this very clearly. We serve a God that is a loving God and a grace-filled God. But at some point, there is going to come a time that we are all going to be judged. Somebody mentioned, I think it was Sister McMillan that mentioned, we don't hear about hell enough. Let me just tell you, hell is a very real place. I don't want to go there. I don't want you to go there. I don't want your family to go there. I don't want anybody to go there. So I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. To in a world that is as described here, were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they they weren't only not ashamed, they were proud. I want you to understand that this world that we live in is proud of their abomination. You say, oh, pastor, we know what you're talking about. Do you? I don't think you do. I'm not just talking about one particular movement. I'm talking about sin in general. See, you can can try to pigeonhole and say, oh, you're, you're just talking about that particular movement. That's not the movement that I'm talking about. I'm talking about all sin. I'm talking about sin in general. 
There are people that are committing abomination and they're celebrating it. So don't, don't apologize for me when you walk in and you see me worshiping and praying. Don't apologize for our young people that get out and move in the Holy Ghost and start worshiping God. Don't apologize for people in the pews, tears crying. I want you to understand there is something that we should celebrate in this sanctuary and that is that it is a refuge from the storm and this world that's getting worse and worse and worse. There's a God that's getting better and better and better. Come unto me, he said. Come unto me, he said. There's a call going out to you to come to him and find rest for your soul. It was 12.11 last time I checked. It's 12.16. That's five. I said five to ten minutes. So I got five more if you don't mind. I want you to understand something. The same people that are trying to get you to support them in sin. You should never support anyone in sin. I'm going to say that again. You should never support anyone in sin. You should love everyone in sin. I'm going to say that again so you get it, so that it's clear, so you have an understanding. You should never support or endorse anyone in their sin. But you should always love everyone, no matter their sin. That's good preaching right there. We don't condone, we don't support, we don't endorse people in their sin, but we love everybody. We're reaching for everybody. How many of you remember when Pastor preached, I believe he's still in the soul-saving business. That's what God, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Verse 16, please. Thus saith the Lord. Now, you know, well, pastor, he's real fired up, but that's just pastor talking. Let's just see what Jesus says, okay? This is what the Lord says. Stand ye in the ways. See and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. I thought you was preaching about finding rest for our soul. And ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. I'm telling you what the good book says. I'd love to tell you that wide is the gate and many there shall be that will enter therein. But that's not what the word says. So I'm preaching to every person that I have a possibility to preach to in these closing moments of this Sunday sermon and trying to tell you that if you want to find rest, if you want to find your way to an eternal place of bliss and glory and won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, joyously singing while heart bells are set, oh, won't it be wonderful there. In order for it to be wonderful there, you got to get there. You got to get there. And you're not going to get there unless you stand in the way and see and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? I thank God for every elder that we have that's a part of First Church. I thank you for the paths that you've trodden. Don't think for one moment that your labor was in vain. 
Because the paths that you have trodden have made it so that we can see that there is an old path that is a good way. I remember, I think back to the days whenever I was just a child. I was playing slug bug on the way to Sunday school. But when I got there, Brother Will, there was somebody that taught me about Jesus. Somebody that put up on the flannel graph. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. But then they told me that Jesus said, come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he, though everybody else said he was a hypocrite and a sinner, he came down to where Jesus was and he found rest for his soul. They told me about three Hebrew children that were put in the fire. And when they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Does anybody hear what I'm preaching to you on this Sunday? The old path is the only path that's going to take you to the place that you want to go. It's a place called heaven. And oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. And won't we have a time? When we get over yonder, say, won't we have a time? We'll walk and talk and sing and shout when we get over yonder. See, and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? And ye shall find rest for your souls if you will walk therein. If you will walk therein. Anybody ever gone to the doctor for a situation that you had? The doctor told you what you needed to do. And you said, not today, devil. (laughs) Guess what? You know where you are? You're the same place you were when you went to the doctor the last time. Saying this hurts and that hurts. Did you do what I said? No, then that's why you are what you are. Talking about it with Jeremy today. I remember going to, I, I battled with acid reflux. and I remember going to the doctor. I mean, this is 20 years ago, Brother Amos. I went to the doctor. And he said, Mr. Don, what you need to do is you need to quit eating late at night. Strike one. You need to quit drinking soda. Strike two. And you need to quit eating fried food. You're out. You know why I don't go to the doctor with acid reflux? Because I'm still drinking soda, I'm still eating fried food, and I'm still eating late at night. You know what I love about all you people that just celebrated with me that I'm just having all kinds of trouble? I want to remind you that when I preach with as much passion as I possibly can that you need to see and ask for the old past and say, I got to go the way that he wants me to go. I got to do what he wants me to do. I got to go to Jesus and find rest for my soul. Don't sit there and tell me that you understand and then go back out and keep doing the same thing. You better get up every Sunday and say, I was glad when they said unto me, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. You better say to your kids, what's going on? We're going to church on Wednesday night. There's a place that I can find rest for my soul. I hate the world and what it's doing to our families. But it doesn't surprise me. Pastor, my life's, my, my life's a mess. 
I got acid reflux. Start being faithful to God. Start being faithful to His house. Start going to God instead of everywhere else to try to find happiness, hope, and healing. Finding rest for your soul. You find rest for your soul when you go to God. You take His yoke. You say, This is easy. This is easy. I'm going to do everything I know to do to live for God, to walk with God, to give Him my best. So many people give so much to things that mean so little. I'm going to say that again. So many people give so much to things that mean so little. Y'all are a great church. You're a giving church. I know people that they don't think anything at all about dropping 100, 150, 200 bucks for their media for the month. My God, it got quiet there, didn't it? It's like I told you all, you can't drink soda anymore. I'm sorry. You know why I quit drinking soda altogether? I'm going to tell you why I quit drinking soda altogether. The other night I was out at a restaurant with a friend and he had a Sprite. And the bubbles, oh, the bubbles in that Sprite were just coming up saying, drink me, drink me, drink me. And I watched, is there anybody thirsty? Could you hand me that water? I'm so thirsty right now. I watched him as he... He drank that Sprite right there in front of me. (laughs) And he had about just that much left in the glass. And oh, I was eating those chicken wings and chicken wings taste so much better with soda. And I did it. Confession's good for the soul. I know that's how I felt about not being able to have Sprite. So I just... I took that Sprite and I drank that Sprite and that Sprite tasted so good. And you know what? I could have sat there and drank five Sprites because it tasted so good. And so I poured my water in the Sprite ice. Y'all don't understand the pain if you've never been there. Don't judge me. And I drank Sprite ice in it. And I haven't had a soda since because I know that I can handle just a little. Oh, yeah. You know where I'm going, Sister Michelle. People preaching with me now, and now they don't know. They just set themselves up because I'm going to tell you something. You can't handle just a little sin. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching to you guys. Wake up. I'm talking to you guys too. You can't handle just a little. Because when you get a little, you want more. The eyes of a man are never satisfied. And we're into overtime now. That means the next goal wins. So hear what I'm telling you. My goal is for you to get what I'm preaching to you today and understand that you will not find the help and the hope that you need outside of him. You won't find the help and the hope that you need outside of him. Now, I'm going to give you hope, and I'm going to ask the the ushers. Yeah, they need to come. I feel like I need to take another offering. I'm just going to ask the musicians if they'll come.
And you all, while you're watching them walk up here, man, don't they look great? They're awesome. Let's give our musicians and our praise team a great round of applause. Man, it just, it looks so great with the whole crew up there and having these kids back from, from Urshan. It's always good to have our kids home. And I'm so proud of them and thankful for First Church. Just stand with me. I, so as pastor, I want you to feel my heart. I want you to understand what I'm saying today. I want everybody to make it. I want everybody to make it. Because we're closer to heaven. Hear what I'm saying right now. Now They're almost all up here. So they look great. We clap for them now. If you could get, give me back just a, like a couple minutes here. I want, you to, I want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to know we are so close to heaven. Hear what I'm saying right now. We are so close to heaven. I believe it could happen today. And you know what? That makes me want to smile. That makes me excited that it could happen today. And at the same time. My heart is literally ripped out because if it does, hear hear this sobering thought, if it does, there are many people that I love that are lost. And you have the same too. The only hope we have as we get closer to heaven is Him. And if we don't see it, they won't. We must get them to Him. And the only way that can happen, church, is if we find rest for our soul. Rest for our soul. So this is much more than getting to take a three-hour nap on a Sunday afternoon. This is something so significant that you've got to get it. That's why I'm being so persistent in preaching to you today. You've got to find rest for your soul to make it to heaven heads are bowed eyes are closed saints of God if you would pray with me because there are people that are in this place today that have a perfect opportunity to make a choice a choice that will cause us to rejoice but in the same way that they have a choice that will cause us to rejoice they have the same ability to say we will not walk therein we will not walk therein. Will you walk with Him? Or will you walk with them? The question is quite simple in closing. Will you walk with Him? Or will you walk with them? If it's your desire to come to Jesus and find rest, it's your desire to take on His yoke for it's easy and His burden is light. If it's your desire to see and ask for the old paths wherein is the good way, and find rest for your souls. Then in closing, I ask you to step out from where you are and fill this altar. Come join everyone that's responding with faith that are coming to this altar right now and express to Him that you're choosing Him today and not them. I'll choose Him and not them. I'll find rest for my soul. It doesn't take long. You can simply, if you so desire, kneel where you are. Find a place to pray and say today, I choose Jesus. I choose rest in the midst of weariness. I'll see and ask for the old path where it is the good way and find rest for my soul God bless you thank you for being here if you so desire you can leave I ask everybody that will please find a place of prayer and express to him that you'll find rest for your soul the old